the True Crime Podcast. Some of the content on this show might be too graphic for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi guys and welcome to Crime Wives. I'm your host Veronica. And I'm your host Destiny. And before we get into things, we wanted to ask if you could do us a huge favor. And by that I mean, don't put your phone down, but just get out of this app right now. And go to wherever you're listening to us. Shoot, stay in this app. <laughs> wherever you're listening to us, if you could just give our podcast uh, a, like a few stars or five, whatever. Five. You... Let's make it five. <laughs> five stars. Um, like us. And then if you haven't already, please go and give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook or Facebook, however you do social media stuff. Um, and if you want to connect with us, we are crimewivespodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't even have to read that anymore. Right. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> yes. And also, if you're new here um, and you just came to hear crimey stuff, I just wanted to let you know that the crimey stuff will happen, but not for about 10 minutes because we like to talk about ourselves first. So, not sorry. <laughs> not sorry at all. Fast forward to the part where you hear that same song you just heard. Again. Yes. And we do want to do a quick shout out to Jeremy, who oh, left yes. us an amazing um, review, actually, on Apple Podcasts. So oh, good. I'm glad one We of support us. you in all of your beautiful makeup talents. Thank you for your the Your artistry. We love it. Um, thank you for the great review. And if we can review you anywhere, please let us know. Like on here. Go go look at Jeremy's all yeah. of his stuff. Yeah, right here. Jer Kitty. Yeah, I was like, wait a, wait a second, what's his name on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, go follow Jer Kitty, because he has the best makeup. I know, every day. Okay, and I used to work at Sephora, so I'll throw this out here. I used to work at Sephora, I used to do my makeup every day, not like he does. No! I'm like, damn, no. you do your makeup better every day, daily, than I do my makeup when I, like, for my wedding. <laughs> yes, and the amount, okay, your wedding, or makeup was great. Okay. <laughs> But the, I, he'll always post in his stories, like, 4 a.m., getting up I know, I'm work. Like, I'm like, your dedication. Your dedication is strong. I appreciate it. We applaud it. Yes, we applaud you, and thank you for liking us, because yes. we love you. And yes, and all your interaction, we appreciate it. Yes. So that being said, um, I think we decided this week, because we both got here and we're like, mine so long, that we are going to do a two-parter. Um, and we do ask for your opinion on how you feel about those, so please let us know. Um, but yeah, if you guys uh, if you guys like these two parters, let us know because then we can we can get some real long cases. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's and why that, we're doing a two. -parter. Yeah, and that's why we do two parters. Is it so you're not listening to us for like two hours? Because we know some of you just listen on the commute, and it's easier not to pause and stop and start and stop much easier to keep up with our episodes if we keep them shorter so we're doing this for you and for us exactly so that whenever we go to talk to you about whatever we're currently into and we've already talked about it on our podcast and you go i'm not caught up yet yeah when then we're not giving any spoilers we're like oh can't talk to you wrong person gotta find <laughs> sorry person. sorry sorry <laughs> but <laughs> yeah um so that being said i think that we're gonna i mean you're gonna be speaking first yeah so that means what are you doing this week destiny <laughs> so on <laughs> thursday what are you doing yeah, this what week? am i doing what are you doing I've this had, weekend yeah i guess i've had a busy week ish I did finally remember how I was like, I want to go to the beach. I didn't yeah. go to the beach. Husband didn't want to go to the beach. But I did get to go to the casino. Yes. Which, yeah. Did you eat food there? That's the only reason I ever get no. stuck about casino. You know me. I'm not a foodie yeah. as much. I'm like a gambly. Yeah. Which I'm did stopping you win officially. Anything? I did win a little bit, which That's is more good. than anybody else that went with me could say. Oh, yay. Um, so there's that. Um, but so I did that and then honestly we did so much just house productivity mm -hmm. things that that's my life and work has just been insanely busy mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. this coming weekend <laughs> I'm like I'll fill in the gap of cricket cricket <laughs> I don't really know yeah, I, I don't have a lot planned. Those are the good. Those are the good. Kind those of are the because I don't really have those. I feel like I say that I've had them, yeah. but then I don't. Um, so I really. It's probably best don't. if you just chill. No, just chill. I think I'm just gonna hang out because you're always doing something. I'm gonna nap. I'm gonna watch some Grey's Anatomy. Nice, nice. Maybe a movie. No, <laughs> I'm probably just gonna nap. I don't know. Maybe I'll see you. Maybe I'll just see some friends. 
Yeah. We'll see. I go with the wind, you know, yeah. wherever it takes me. I also have no plans this weekend, so maybe you will see. Yeah, so maybe we'll do something. We're both like, hey, I, I remember you weren't doing anything. We'll both be like, nah, I'm actually just going to stay home and nap. So. We'll both be like, yeah, you know, I'm actually catching up on a show, reading a little bit of a book, cleaning my house, napping, Wait. sleeping. Oh, man, that sounds like I know, yeah, I we, we're with. not hanging out this weekend. We're no. not kidding anybody. I finally um, reached that point in my life where I don't enjoy putting on makeup I will I dreaded the day where I was like no I love putting on makeup and now I'm like oh god people have to see me this way (laughs) (laughs) sorry but this is how it is hate it now. yeah no I've definitely I don't I will just blame it on since I've gotten married (laughs) (laughs) so a month (laughs) a month and a half poor guy I'm just like you know what I don't I care. do. Well, and also, I feel like for some reason, my FOMO has totally chilled out. Yeah. So, like, we were, I was hanging out with some friends on Friday night, and people that aren't really under the age of 18, you know this is explicit content, so yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. So, one of our friends, mm-hmm. um, also that's one of my coworkers, he, so we're over at our friends, a bunch of our friends, like five of our friends are hanging out, and my friend Jake... I'll just start out there. Hi, Jake. Decides he's going to watch, and it was our other friend's idea, but that he's going to watch VR porn. There? With everyone? In a room with a group, like his girlfriend's there. It's so hard to explain our friend group. It really is. Especially that guy. We are all mature adults who maintain good jobs, (laughs) and as soon as Friday hits, we are all in college. Yeah, it's like, oh. And so he's literally sitting there, and he's like, oh, she's touching it. He's like, but that's not me. And I'm just like, oh my God. And so we're all, because he has the VR on. So he doesn't know that literally five of us are recording him watching this virtual porn. I didn't know porn. you could even watch virtual reality Well, porn. one of our other friends knew. Uh, of course And of they course did. he did. Yes, and of course I was, he Out did. of all of our friends, I was like, you would know about the virtual reality porn. Oh, you dirty yes. dog. And of course Jake is the one that's like, let He's me like, try I'll it. watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> And then also, like, Audrey's watching, so she's watching, like, scary ones, uh-huh. like, the ones oh, that geez. are, like, creepy things happening, and so she gets scared and rips it off, <laughs> and she's sitting next to me, and, the, like, a couple minutes goes by, and I doesn't, if you take it off, it uh-huh. pauses. Uh-huh. So I put it back on. Right in the scary part. Like, <laughs> and this clown is coming, and I'm like, oh my god, and I'm like, mini right, heart attack. I was like, god damn it. She's like, oh sorry and I was like I hate you I hate you so much He's like but now you know I took it off yeah I'm like touche and then I'm like really like I'll watch I watch one where like crows were trying to eat me alive spiders why is that snakes. a VR what who would ever even I don't know the first time I watched it everyone needs to know this story I went over to their house took an uber was super drunk oh fuck. and so it's like probably 1 30 in the morning and I put on this VR and Matt had just gotten it <laughs> and so it's there was one that the first one I did you're sitting down the second one I did I was standing up. oh geez while so, you were very drunk while I was very drunk okay so okay. I am standing up and it's one where you're probably like 60 flights like up in a building uh-huh and this ground starts to dissipate oh and I'm like just it's just, just like- getting like, like dis- disintegrating underneath you? Underneath you. Okay. And so it just starts to go and go and go. And I turned around and ran <laughs> straight into the wall. <laughs> and was, I was anyone recording you? No, we were what? all little. Oh but, like, and, uh, Shane's like, you literally made it in between me and Matt and just straight to the wall. <laughs> and I think I cracked his VR a little bit. It works fine, but it was just, I was, like, so I intent. I picturing it. <laughs> just me just drunkenly running into a wall. Oh, it was rough. Oh, that is so good. So maybe I'll do some VR this weekend. Maybe you, know? you shouldn't. <laughs> maybe it's done-so time for you and VR. Yeah, it's been I don't rough. want you to break any body parts. <laughs> so that is ridiculous. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, so anyways, this weekend we might chill out at home. Yeah, and now you got my story time. (laughs) Okay, so you're going to be going first this week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The only one that's going this week is me. Yes. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) It's me. So what are you going to be talking about? Okay. Well, you know, I didn't ask you beforehand. Usually I always ask, have you ever heard of Hope Yabara? I don't think so. I totally thought I had. I told, I was like, how do I know this name? I totally yeah. know this name. Read through the story and I was like, nope, nope, nope. This is new for me. <laughs> so I'm doing Hope Yubara and there was a lot of websites that I found that 
snippets of her, but okay. I found real good one of pretty much all of this information, like, chronologically, is from StarTelegram.com. Um, it's, I think it's, um, shoot, I can't remember where, uh, whatever, it's, oh, Fort Worth, Texas. There's, like, a Fort Worth is the main area that this Star Telegram covers for, so. Okay. There's that. Okay, so, oh, I feel like I should preface it with, if you have questions, just wait. I'm I'm going to answer probably the questions you're going to start having. Okay. In the middle of it, I'm not going to okay. wait till the end. Okay. Okay. For some reason, I need to say that. Okay. Hope Yubara was born to teen parents. Um, also, I forgot to say this part. Most of the men in this story ask not to be named. So, um, there's one woman that I'll. Her mom's name is Susan. Her dad is unnamed in Hope. every. Uh, yes, okay. Hope's. So the person I'm talking about is Hope, and Susan I will bring up a few times. I'll probably reference her as Susan's mom throughout this, but um, probably Hope's as Hope's mom? I do. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Hope's mom's name is Susan. The dad is, he's just going to be referred to as Hope's dad. Okay. Okay. So uh, Susan and Hope's dad <laughs> have her um, in their teens um, in Houston, Texas. Uh, by Hope's accounts of her childhood, she was, quote, the mom of the house. In a quote she gave about her childhood, she said, I didn't get attention as a child because I was taking care of my mom and raising the kids and cleaning the house. I was mom growing up. Uh, she also said she was that her mom was a good mom. She was doing her best, but like me, she didn't know any better. However, her mom explained her version of Hope's childhood a little differently, saying that though she did suffer from migraines and arthritis and still suffers from those things, um, as a, an adult or an older adult, um, that those things never kept her from raising her family or getting her degree while her children were in school. So her mom was doing things too. Okay. Um, and I think uh, she was getting her degree in the medical field. It didn't say for what, but there's that. Her father, who of course is unnamed, is the only, the best description I could find of him is, this is, this is someone else's description. It's a quote and says, he was, he's described as an amputee who was a traveling salesman who was away from home a lot. Okay. I feel like that is a very strange way to uh, that's describe a very... someone. I, I, my grandpa is in a quote amputee and I have never described him to anyone that way. As, yeah. I'm just I feel like, like, there's that's my grandpa. A little... And then if they like meet him and he's in a wheelchair, I'm like, oh, he doesn't have his leg on today. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little intense. Yeah. But so, that being said, her dad, he was gone a lot, and maybe medical appointments, all of those things, it felt it's just a way that he was described somewhere, I didn't describe him that way, moving on. His accounts of Hope's childhood is that she did help out a lot with her siblings um, at the home, but that um, he, he basically said, I was from the country, and in the country, everyone helps. So, yeah, also, right. I'm not from the country, and everyone helps. <laughs> so, there's that. Uh, when Hope was 12, the family moved to Flower Mound. Great name. After graduating from Marcus High School, Hope attended Sol Ross. Sol Ross. That's, I don't know why that's weird for me. Uh, State University in Alpine, where she played the clarinet and was a drum major in the band. She also belonged to numerous clubs and was once named the Who's Who at School. Oh. I don't know so what that... So popular, it yeah, sounds like? I think so. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I, that's, I actually, it's good that you said that, because I was like, what the hell is who's who, but... Just, um, like, the girl to be, or the uh, girl to be around. Yes, apparently. So, in 1994, she met her husband, and by 1996, they had a son. They decided not to get married until after Hope graduated with a bachelor's in chemistry in 1998. And then they got married after that, so things going good. Um, both her and her husband, um, had really good jobs, um, but what I... Don't, I don't really think I ever say this, but in their relationship, um, it sounds like she kind of wore the pants, if that okay. makes sense. I'm just going to say that without giving too much away. Around 1999, um, Hope starts telling everyone about her accomplishments that she, like newer accomplishments that are happening for her. Uh, the biggest one being that she received her doctorate in chemistry at oh, TCU. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the one little tiny red flag that is pointed out here, not necessarily red flag, but her husband said, and for me, I was like, oh, weird, um, that she received her doctorate in only a year. So apparently she was going out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 
at night taking classes and her husband who had also gone to college was like I just knew it was like possible I just didn't know how long it took whatever yeah that's I mean that seems like a that sounds very rapid very quick way to yeah so anyways there's that, that. being said <laughs> onward <laughs> moving on um, her mom did say that she was so, like, I almost said so stoked. Her mom didn't say she was so stoked. She said she was so proud of her daughter's accomplishments that she even bought a TCU sweatshirt. I was like, okay, that's a great detail. <laughs> so, if I would have went to college, I would have been like, mom, you better rep me every day. You better have bumper stickers. <laughs> it's like the little ones. It's like, you my kid her. made honor roll. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, mom. My, you mom my daughter went to college. <laughs> that's what my student <laughs> <Whoop, whoop. laughs> My mom would be stoked for that. <laughs> Okay, so the next thing that I say is is that things kind of start to get weird, and you're all you're probably gonna start having questions from here on out. In 2001, Hope announces devastating news to her family and friends that she has been diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, which is bone cancer. Okay. Um, shortly after this, she announces. I mean, literally in this very close amount of time. I I don't know how long exactly, but. Shortly after this, she also announces that she is pregnant with twin girls. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, and she's far enough along to know that they're girls, and she plans to name them Alexandria and Alexia. However, um, when her husband arrived at the first, or the second, OBGYN appointment, he was about five minutes late, and she told him the appointment had already taken place, and she seemed a little upset about whatever had happened, and like didn't want to talk about it. Okay. Happened, so, left. Later the next day, Hope's mother receives a call from Hope informing her that she had sadly lost the twin babies just two weeks into her cancer treatment. So that's how close together this all takes wow. place. So things are not going well for her. No, not at all. Um, she decides that she'd like to have the twins cremated and um, tells her husband. Um, and this is why I also said she wore the pants in the family. She handles all of the finances. And okay. She told her husband um, she would prefer to just have them cremated instead of donated and um, that it would be about $2,500 to do so. Um, but she did say that she wanted to pay cash and he was like why can't we just write a check for it um but he i don't think he argued too much about it because they had just lost twin yeah, girls yeah. like it wasn't a huge and so she says i i would just prefer to pay for it in cash whatever that's yeah fine. and then it's just i'm sure at that point you're just like okay leave it alone yeah cash and so is. yes and then a few weeks later she comes home with an urn she placed the urn um and the only reason that i'm like describing it this way is because we all grieve differently about certain things in their lives um or specifically this a few weeks later hope came home with an urn placed the urn remains of the twin girls on the fireplace and she also bought a six foot concrete angel statue of uh just an angel for their backyard just as a memorial wow so yeah so for whatever reason she felt like she needed to do that again not judging her for that yeah <laughs> that's yeah. how she needs to grieve um then she did also which i didn't put a picture of this but she did also end up getting a tattoo um sh later on um not quite around this time but she ends up getting a tattoo that's i mean it's like a 90s tattoo for sure and yeah her whole back it's like bluish wings and then there's some stars in the middle of it to symbolize gotcha. all of her children. Well, this is later on because she has more children down the road, but two two of the stars are for the twins. So there's all the okay. stars and stuff. Okay. So by this point, Hope was well into her cancer treatments and even began, I mean, like for some reason she was also, she, she was feeling very morbid about cancer and was uh, shopping for caskets. Um, she had picked out a, like a light pink, pink casket um, and this is her quote, dying request was that she was buried with her twins in the urn. And so, I mean, she's, she's having a lot of I'm dying moments, yeah. which, which I mean, it doesn't really say where she was or why she was. Yeah. So due to the cancer treatments, um, she, her hair was starting to thin. And so mm -hmm. she started, um, she decided like most people do whenever you're, um, in cancer treatments to shave her head. Mm -hmm. And so she shaves her head. And around the same time that she's feeling, like, very depressed and all of this, she finally gets some good news, and she is gifted with another daughter. So, isn't that, and I'm not aware, but isn't that a little, like, going through cancer treatments and then have, getting pregnant? That's dangerous. I yeah, I don't know I, how safe it is, but... Maybe I just watched too much Grey's Anatomy, but, like, 
Yes. It seems very, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on what stage and what you're going through in your cancer treatment, but if you're Mm -hmm. going through like radiation or you're going through chemo. Two daughters during this time. So this is her first one. Um, She's gifted with another daughter later that year. So this is the. She's she now has three children. This is the third child. Okay. Um, this second daughter was born about ten weeks prematurely at two pounds and two ounces. Oh my god! So it was a very little baby, which you know that could go hand in hand with that. So, um, friends and family offered her tons of love of and support um, during this time in her life, and because of course she had lost the twins, everyone knew how important this life was to her, and obviously just that all of the things she's going through, people are surrounding her. So uh, before this, also this daughter is not going to have a name throughout this. This is just an unnamed daughter. So I'm going to say that daughter or something like that, and I'm referring to Hope's daughter. Okay, so before that daughter turns one, uh, she underwent surgery to have a gastronomy, gastronomy, good lord, Ronica, (laughs) tube, (laughs) gastronomy tube. Oh my gosh, also known as a G-tube, a.k.a. feeding tube. I could have just straight up said feeding tube, but Mm -hmm. I still put all of this in here because I wanted to sound educated, and instead... (laughs) You're so educated. No. (laughs) Yikes. Okay. So she had a feeding tube. This daughter had a feeding tube inserted into her abdomen um, to deliver nutrition directly into her stomach. Uh, what Hope said is that this was a necessary part of her daughter's life as she was having a swallowing dysfunction and needed the tube in order to eat properly. By the time this daughter turns one, Hope said that the doctor at Children's Medical Center of Dallas tests her daughter for cystic fibrosis. So, like, she's a preemie child and she has a bunch of health issues. Gotcha. On top of all of the other things going on in her life, she also has health issues. Okay. The daughter was given a series of, for cystic fibrosis, how they test it is usually through the nose. Mm -hmm. Um, If they have to do sweat tests and they get it off of your sweat glands. Which is just insane to me. Yeah, Science that's wild. Is nutty. <laughs> yes. So uh, the daughter was given a series of sweat tests to check uh, for elevated sodium levels, which is a huge indicator of the disorder. Uh, the first test was borderline. Uh, the sodium level from the second test was so high and off the charts uh, that it was ruled inconclusive. They're like, they're literally humans shouldn't be whatever she has right oh, now. Oh wow. Yeah. So. It was, they think that there was something interfering with whatever was going on, and so they're like, this, there was, as a result, the lab tech later um, said that it was just something she had never seen before, essentially. Um, So the third and fourth test, though, that they do finally do, come back positive. So um, during this same time, in 2005, right after the feeding tube had been placed in her abdomen, Hope's daughter also begins suffering from anemia. Oh my god. (sighs) So, by now, a lot of the crazy things have taken place in Hope's life, um, obviously, for her and her children and her child. Sorry, brain just happened. uh I think it's becoming clear (laughs) uh, that a lot of this story is from Hope's point of view, and until waiting till the end, I decided I was going to do it right here. And instead of going on and telling it from her point of view, I'm going to tell it from the reports of her story um, from here on out, because... Everything that has happened to Hope so far is a lie. Everything. (laughs) She has no cancer. There were no twins. Her child is not medically ill. Also, in case this is a surprise, she does not have her doctorate. (laughs) Okay, I figured the doctorate was a whole entire lie. Oh my god, though. the Like, I thought some of this would be true. And the only reason that I needed to say it here is because there's going to be a few more accounts from her husband in here, and I think that he truly was an innocent bystander in all of this. I think he had a lot of trust in his wife. I think his wife... um, Duped the motherfucker? She duped everyone. Because just wait. Oh god. (laughs) Okay. So... Now that that's been established, back to what's going on with her daughter. Oh, poor girl. Uh-huh. When um, an interviewer asked how her daughter lost such great amounts of blood, sometimes up to half a liter a week. Oh, my God. Hope said she didn't know. When this question was pressed later, she did admit removing, 
quote, only a small amount of blood during treatments, as she said medical professionals told her to do so, which is a lie. (laughs) Oh my God. She said, I did not take liters of blood out of her. When I accessed her port, I would take the syringe of blood out. I would discard it in the trash, and then that would be the end of it. So also, her daughter never needed that feeding tube. (laughs) That was her, she was saying she wasn't being able to swallow, and a doctor had said at some point, I don't actually think she needs this feeding tube. I think that eventually this is something that could fix itself. Yeah. She wanted that surgery, and she had doctors that listened to her. She also had a good habit of if one doctor told her no, she would take her daughter to a different doctor and wait for them to tell Until she got, like, the answer that she wanted. Yes. Gross. And say, like, my last doctor was so awful. Okay, so, Hope's memory of what she did to her daughter during this time is also very limited because she claims from she was having diabetic comas, which I could not confirm anywhere that I tried to. There's nowhere that says, but there's not a lot of information on her more recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she says she had diabetic comas. She okay, also can I ask a quick question? So she was saying she had cancer. Mm-hmm. She was telling everybody in her life she had cancer. She wasn't actually going to the doctor or anything, right? Uh, no. no. Yes. But, okay. So I, I think I'm, I might address this again at the end, but I will address it now as well. She did have an actual tumor. Okay. I think she might have even had two. Okay. But she admitted that they were both benign. They were both, um, is the word malignant? Yeah. Is that the correct? Ooh, not a doctor. Okay. Um, Benign. Yeah, benign is non-cancerous. They were non-cancerous. In fact, I don't even think she needed surgeries to have them removed or anything. Okay. Um, I do know that eventually she has, um, right up by her temple, she has a little surgery to have something input in there. Okay. Which I will address at the end, too. Um, But she did, so she did, this this is what I've gathered. She did have little small what other people would go whew, just a little scare of yeah. medical issues throughout her life but the attention she received because of it made her amp everything up so like while she was saying she was going through treatment for cancer she really wasn't no and then she, she would go shaved, to the doctor a do- lot but and she was shaving her head frequently okay Sorry, I just need to establish, like, she wasn't somehow duping the doctors, too, and then this well, is just all weird. Well, she was for a while. She was, okay. She was duping the doctors for but a she, while. But uh, she didn't make them think for some reason she had cancer. Like, they were like, okay, we're benign, we're okay. Yes, Ish. I think that that's how it was. Yes. And then, again, we're going to bring this up. So, okay. I will get to that part. Okay. So, um... Again, she's having. She claims she has diabetic comas. That's why she doesn't remember stuff. She also claims to have had issues related to a recurring seizure problem that her mom confirmed she was actually diagnosed with when she was in high school. But, um, however, her in an interview, her mom stated that yes, she was. She there was some sort of um, uh, seizure issue that had taken place one or two times. She said. Then she had a ton of them at very inconvenient times or very, quote, convenient times throughout the rest of her high school. She's like, I think almost all of those were faked seizures. Oh, wow. So, and, like, can you blame the mom for... So, as as this goes on, I'll, I'll start telling more about what's going on in their lives. Um, by now, Hope's daughter had been in, in and out of the hospital on numerous occasions um, she is in tons of pictures, as you can see, with a bald head. Um, her and she had her daughter um, had bald head too, as well. Um, holding her baby girl, um, who has a feeding tube and smiling. However, obviously her face is blurred out. Yeah, for very obvious reasons. Okay, her husband vividly remembers his daughter undergoing thirty to forty surgeries. Oh my god! Which I couldn't find information on, like what these surgeries were. Um, but they were either surgeries or medical procedures that she was having because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Um, he can still remember the names of the medications that he helped give her, drugs that she did not need, all of that stuff. Poor everybody in this family. And yes, and the thing that he says more specifically, he recalls all the times that he had to clean her feeding tube and she would know it was going to happen and so she'd start screaming before it even happened. He's like, oh. it took 20 minutes, but it was still like the worst 20 minutes of my daughter's life every time. So there's that. Hate her. Uh Uh-huh. And by now, this is the part that just... 
The attention of the family's woes was not just known to their family and friends. Eventually, it also reached the media. The Dallas Morning News published an article in March 2007 about an upcoming benefit walk for cystic fibrosis that featured her Hope and her daughter, essentially. Ugh. The article said that Hope wasn't worried about um, her own sickness, but rather concentrated on helping her and her daughter. I already know what I have to read next, and it pisses me off so much that I have to read this. Okay, this is a quote that she said. We realize she will likely never see a cure. When her day comes, we'll have no regrets. We tried our hardest to bring awareness, and we will spend the rest of our lives trying for other families. The fact that she says, when her day comes... I was livid. Yeah. Fuck this lady. Yeah. This lady is mentally ill. Obviously. I understand that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but, but, like, she's fuck. really, like... Yes. That's like, your little... Your little... Like, I, do you, okay, you're doing it to yourself. Whatever. Be a terrible person to yourself. Not to your baby. No. And uh, her daughter would also be featured as a poster child for Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and a former employer also donated $18,000 for a Disneyland trip. Ugh. Because as you know, that's just, I just can't, I cannot. So eventually, though, finally, her facade begins to crumble. Uh, the first person who really acted on any suspicions for, um, like, I think everyone around this time, is there's little things that aren't adding up, but her boss was like, okay. uh, the, well, it's the... <laughs> president of the company that she works for, the pharmaceutical company that she works for, his name's Mark Tengler, um, said he began to suspect, suspect, what? <laughs> to suspect. <laughs> to suspect that something wasn't quite right with Hope. Um, I asked our HR manager, can you pull the file for me and show me her resume? There were actually two resumes in her file. Um, the two documents had conflicting dates for when Hope had acquired her doctorate, as well as a what field it was in. So essentially, oh my God. it wasn't even, yeah, that's when someone was She's like, like, someone's here. Yeah. Someone's here. She's like, what do I, how do I fake a doctorate? So, uh, basically from here at work, everything gets really fishy. Um, she's found smuggling three Petri dishes from work. Again, she's a chemist. So the things they keep in that lab should not leave that lab. Yeah, yeah. Um, one employee became violently ill after work. They test the bottle that she had drank out of, and it was tested for, um, it had tested positive for, it's called, Sedamonsa Irgirnosa. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't, I don't want to be ingesting it. So. No, 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 no. Um, it's a type of pathogen, um, or a bacterium that can cause rashes and infections. Ooh. And, um, so due to all of this, Things. I mean, there was other things that were happening that were little, very similar things um, that people were seeing. Were just like, this is weird. Not how a chemist should act. Yeah. So due to all of this weirdness, in November of two thousand eight, the pharmaceutical company fires Hope. So, okay. so uh, whatever happens, they're like, oh, we think it's this this lady. So yeah, they could tell, and I don't, I don't know what becomes of the petri dishes like at the work like why they don't follow up on this or something but petri dishes are gone and that's like a big no-no and all of that so things aren't going well and on top of this still from an outsider standpoint she has cancer she's receiving cancer treatments her daughter's very ill all of these other things yeah so after she's fired it's almost like people get more it's like people get more sad for her essentially yeah. Everybody's just super sympathetic right now. Yeah, like this poor lady and everything she's going through. All of through. the things, and of course, in a convenient turn of events, her cancer comes back for a third time. Quote: Third time. So there are tons of fundraisers um, getting put together by her mom or other friends. A news channel interviews her at her home, and she's like on her couch with a blanket over her, and she says, "I just want to die at home." Um, among okay, very dark. Other strange things. I'm that curious she says. on how big like this town is, and how doctors that like knew uh, her potentially never saw it. You I know mean, what it's I mean? Texas, so it's wherever it is, it's probably big. But probably I still am larger. like, well, they'll get involved. Like if I, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, you just wait. <laughs> I haven't got there yet. Um, but all of these fundraisers, uh, they earned around a hundred thousand dollars. Wow, in her benefit, which later gets sent back to people or donate to other things. So don't worry about that money. 
as much as I did at first. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> She's like, I hate this. Yes. So also, this is another part where for me, I had red flags and where I'm like, what? how does her husband not know? But again, I mean, in my in my household, I do the finances. Mm-hmm. I Granted, I he, my Travis has access to everything too. So it's not like I'm like, side moneying somewhere. I yeah. could not do that and also pay my rent. <laughs> yeah. But... He's like, she just did all the bills. He, they, they were getting donated tons of money and he always felt like they were fine. Um, but somehow they were also like losing money and very poor and all these. She, it's, the mom was like, I have no idea where the money was going. So with Hope's cancer supposedly back and nothing more to be done, Hope's mom said she was um, seeing a grief counselor to cope with her daughter's pending death. Um, and... Hope had already been given her last rites by a priest. And things are just, wow. they have, according to Hope, they have no money. So they moved them into their house and set up a hospice room for her daughter. They had no clue. She literally says, we had So for her daughter no is for Hope. For Hope. Okay. They, the, Susan moves the whole, their whole family into Grandma and Grandpa's house. Susan, an unnamed amputee grandpa. <laughs> the worst way Jesus. to describe someone. Him. Yeah. Yeah, the story is out of control, but... Um, we are coming to an end. Don't worry. When the fire, the final layer in this that I think of this all unraveling is finally a doctor contacted Susan, the mom. Gotcha. Doctor contacted her mom and said he couldn't find any of her prior cancers on record. I'm going to assume she switched doctors. Yeah. I think that she did this if someone kind of caught on to her or she felt like it was, they weren't giving her the information. She knew. Um, so this doctor, um, said he couldn't find any information and asked her, can you help me find this information? Sometimes patients have this information. Um, so because they lived in their house, the mom, um, looks through Hope's room. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is around the same time that there are suspicions in her mom as well, but I don't think she had any suspicions until Hope moved in with them. Yeah. And then things were a little, so she starts going through her room she's like limping uh-huh. or she's like walking great and then her mom walks in and she starts limping oh just wait just, oh, oh just wait jesus till the christ end. Oh, okay girl just wait till the end of this there were no prescription bottles with names of any of her known doctors there were prescription bottles but they were like not some of them weren't even to her like, so it's kind of like that sketchy like uh-huh. drug dealer type yes. stuff. okay <laughs> but i mean she worked in a chemistry lab i don't know what actual, yeah. a pharmaceutical company she worked for a pharmaceutical so, yeah so i feel like she had access to things And when Hope's husband got home one day, Hope's mom asked for access to their online health insurance information. Uh, And uh, because this is around the time that online is like, actually, could could you imagine if this lady had a Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, there would have been a lot of GoFundMe. Yes. Jesus. Um, So they pull up the insurance information and there's nothing found on Hope, like as far as insurance claims go and all of that goes. And he's like, huh, that's odd. And she's like, oh, yeah, you don't think that, you don't think anything like, this else? is very, very odd. He's just a really nice guy, I think. I hope. Anyway. Well, and I mean, your wife comes home and she tells you, my cancer's back for the second time. You're not going to question third that. Third time. Well, yeah. Third. <laughs> yeah. By this time, it's the third time. But like, are you actually like, no. if Alex came home and he was like, I have cancer, I wouldn't be like, well, this is suspicious. No. A third time. I'd be like, However, devastated. I would have asked to go to every appointment. I'm like, oh, let me, uh, yeah. and uh, the mom said, so that the husband was working or something all the time. The mom was like, every time she was like, I don't want you to go to an appointment with me until it's like closer to my death. I, you don't have to go to an appointment until it's the hard ones that I need you. I always need you to babysit. So she always had her babysit. And I'm like, where is her husband? I would, yeah. Like, I, I could see like, maybe like my mom, I'd be like, like, I love my mom. She's a great, great support system. Uh-huh. But sometimes I'm like, I need my mom at like, very like yes oh i know what you're trying i don't know it's just like i'd be like like i if i'm going through something crazy i'm like i need my mom yes (laughs) but then it's like but like your husband is like your person that that is part of you yes yeah like Like, he's like the person that you have now learned to like rely on everything like this like your Mm -hmm. rock and vice versa you're hopefully his rock so i like I couldn't imagine going to appointments like this alone, let alone without, like, my other half, Exactly. And I know from my own personal experience for things that aren't this huge, I don't personally. Yeah. But when when I had my own personal, not bouts with cancer, but things that happened in my life, 
all of the appointments after that, they were just ch- checkups and follow-ups, but I still was like, you need to take the day off. No. I need you to go with me. Well, see, and <laughs> I, I go alone. Like, yeah, and I've had stuff that was, like, health scares, too. Uh-huh. And, um, it like, a year ago, and Alex was like, I'm there. Like, yeah. whatever you need. Like, Alex will sleep three hours. So that's why I have and, a hard-ish yeah, time. That's weird. So... But, I mean, it was That being said, thanks for listening to how we do really (laughs) rely on our husbands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're not as codependent as we found, I was aware. (laughs) But also, anyone that's in a committed relationship is like, how? How did he not go with her to some of them? Yeah. So probably he probably went to the ones where she did, in fact, have a tumor Mm -hmm. and was like, okay, and then went and got test results maybe on her own. But whatever she did, she was evading. She was evading anyone coming with her so this is when obviously she did such a good job that the doctors were disconnect now the doctors step in the insurance she's not getting insurance claimed all of these things and i think probably i don't it does not say this so this is a little bit of speculation i think this the doctor stepping in all of a sudden the next day hope was admitted to the hospital for pain management issues and i i I think it's because she's like, oh, the walls are closing in. I need to go to the hospital. I'm not doing yeah. well. So she literally goes to the hospital. Whenever she gets to the hospital, or she's at the hospital, I think she had been there for almost a full day, and the mom goes in to see her. When she gets there, she sees the doctor and is like, I need to speak with you privately. And he was like, you and me, because I need to speak with you privately. You and me both, lady. Yeah, so they go to a different room. Um, when I got there, this is a quote from the mom. When he got there, I said, we need to talk. We went into a private office and I said, I think my daughter has Munchausen, Munchausen syndrome. Um, and she's saying this also from having medical uh, training in her life as okay. well. And the doctor said, I cannot deny that that's my own thought as well. So I just got goosebumps. Me too. I already knew the story <laughs> and I... <laughs> yeah. So while still in the hospital... She just goes and confronts her daughter. I think she, at this point, she's, like, riding on fumes. Oh, my mom would be, mom would be like, hey, Destiny Ray? And I'd be like, yes, mommy. I'm sorry. And she'd also, be like, I hope I never get to this point. Because my mom would be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Everything. Clearly. <laughs> Everything. Everything's wrong, mommy. I'm sorry. Yikes. But for real. So. She admits to her mom that she does not have cancer. I think she tells her she had, I think this is where she said, I did have um, tumors and that stuff. Um, and then, of course, Hope mom's Hope's mom is like, why, Hope? Why would you do this? And apparently she told her mom that it was the only time her husband would pay attention to her. That was her response in the hospital. Ooh. Yeah, so... Um, but if you're not letting him go to the doctor's appointments with you, when is he... Okay. And now you know why she got pregnant. Because of the chemo thing, even though you learned that from Grey's Anatomy, you might be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that they're like, they're like, I've seen, God, too much Grey's. And I'm sure this is not 100% accurate. Yeah, but any, I've seen definite, every, someone somewhere everyone in the medical field is like, like, you shut up and you stop watching Grey's they're Anatomy. They're dead staring away like, oh, Grey's Anatomy is your choice of, <laughs> your source of information. Just get out of here. At least watch The Resident or something. <laughs> Okay, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not the best scenario to be pregnant and going through cancer treatment. So other people didn't know that. No one questioned it. She had some kids. Okay, so all of those things is happening. And of course, because of this huge lie was not... Wait, what did I write to myself? Because (laughs) this huge lie was not now revealed, sorry, they all began to wonder what else she had hidden. Because... Even though we all know this part, this is this is the first thing that her mom her mom's yeah. having a coming to Jesus moment. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, what else has she lied about? Oh no. Especially concerning the well being of her granddaughter. This is honestly where I was thinking mm-hmm. my mom would beat my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at first the husband is really defensive about it and is like he like doesn't want to believe it, but yeah. she straight up uh, apparently comes home and is like, She doesn't have cancer, you guys need to get out of my house. That was her. Oh. Yeah, that was, she was very mad. Her, she was, if you think about it, she was the one who, like, um, the co- concerts that where all the money was donated, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars were donated. She's probably like, I am pissed how dumb I look. Get out of here. That's probably yeah. just some, everyone reacts differently, but okay. So 
At first, husband's really defensive. Um, because Hope and um, her family had been living with her, asks, she asks them to get out. But she also urges um, Hope's husband to try and get tests done for their daughter. But because he didn't want to believe Hope's mother, um, he was pretty much mad about it all at first. So she had to go to CPS, um, which go mom, honestly. Like, good job for doing probably at the time was the only thing you felt like yeah, was right. Yeah, definitely. And CPS forced um, Hope to bring her daughter in um, to have her undergo some new medical exams. Mm-hmm. They performed a series of tests, and every single one came back negative for cystic fibrosis. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, CPS immediately put a safety plan in place, uh, barring Hope from contact with her children, as well as a state. the state stepped in and um, conducted a criminal investigation. Good. During this investigation, Hope's mom called the investigator and said she just found three Petri dishes under her daughter's bed that was in her house. And in the quote, I didn't put the quote here, but in the quote she was like, you need to come out here with hazmat. There is some weird stuff in um, Hope's old stuff that's in my house, and I don't want to touch it. Yeah. And it was three Petri dishes. Um, they were transported to Quantico and tested. Apparently the FBI has now stepped in. And each dish held pathogens that could cause skin and respiratory infections, all of which were the same infections that her daughter had. (gasps) They believe Hope was inserting these pathogens into her daughter's nebulizer to make her ill because all the pathogens were found in her daughter's throat, which is why she... she was having all these surgeries because they're like, "How is this getting in here? How? What's happening?" <sighs> oh my God! A uh-huh. Garbage human. Yes. During all of this, Hope was transferred to a long-term care facility for the next month and a half for health and psych evaluation, and then the day that she was released from there, Hope was arrested on that same day. Like they met her out front. I'm sure. Good. Very dramatically, I hope. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bunch of cameras. Hey, call yeah. every camera Guess crew. What? You're also arrested. You so. suck. On October 18th, 2010, Hope pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. 10? Mm-hmm. She was given credit for the one year she had spent in jail waiting trial. Because she had to wait a year. So Gross. here's wait. a few little details, and then I'll, the last one that I was like, <laughs> Okay, so her husband ends up getting the divorce because he had convinced her that he still had feelings for her, mm-hmm. somehow kind of kept in contact with her, and he called it, quote, playing her game. Um, and then he gets a divorce. After she went to jail, uh, but during this whole time, because she was the only one dealing with finances for all of those years, he never had any idea, so he claims, of like I've mentioned so many times. So um, he was in shock for obviously at first quite a while until basically they went to court mm-hmm. and um and then later i i did find out um after i pretty much wrote all of this that there's um a really good documentary on it i've heard i was reading the reviews and they're like this is insane oh wow um so and then it's a ton of her talking so he, that's kind of when it all set in for him he was like well i've been duped for a long time <laughs> and i guess that's what love can do i guess i don't know the other thing that I had to just throw in here was that during um, the a jail interview, um, Hope, she, so if you have like an illness in jail, apparently they give you a card that indicates certain things that you mm-hmm. might have. And she had in her pocket one that indicated like she came into the room to do this interview. And at first she was talking like a deaf person might talk and had a speech impediment. And she had a card that indicated that she had hearing loss. And so um, the person that was doing the interview um, was like, are you okay? Or, you know, and she said it was due to that. I, the, the previous mention, um, like she had that little surgery in her temple. Yeah. To She said that it was whatever was inserted in there for whatever reason, um, that it was like having a malfunction and it was causing her hearing loss. However, when asked about this later, her mom said, don't believe any of that. My daughter had claimed her auditory nerves were destroyed around January of 2002 during radiation treatment to her brain tumor. I don't believe Hope's, uh, it's called a cochlear implant. Mm-hmm. 
she said, I don't believe Hope's cochlear implant was necessary. The last time we visited, she was pulling that whole thing. She said she had a death card, or she even had the death card in her pocket. And obviously, I'm sure it's called an earring loss card. Yeah. Your mom's mad. Um, and she said, you can drop the whole death act or we're out of here. And apparently, Hope immediately started talking normal again. Oh, my God. Yes. So. Well, I mean, like, you said that, and I was like, fucking liar. Yeah. But, like, still. And, okay, so that so that's what I put here. There's two things that, so I left, throughout this whole article that I had originally found, there's a lot of Hope's own commentary. And I left it out, mostly because I just wanted to tell the story without, like, mm-hmm. her... Because she will say throughout this, I'm very ill. I, but she, she goes back and forth. She's very ill, but also she'll blame it on a lot of other things, all of her lies on other things or whatever. However, something I did realize towards the end of this, her release date was October 2019. I was gonna say when you said ten years, she said she's already a year. She was released, and I was like, last that month. means 2019. She was released in October of 2019. Holy shit! So yeah. she's just out and about. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I tried to. There also, I like looked up Hope Yabara's release date or released from jail, mm-hmm. and there was just a bunch of stuff about kind of the same article. So I'm sure they probably weren't like she's out, like super public or whatever. Yeah, try to like help her. I don't they know. They should warn her children because <laughs> there's still the other ones too yeah and i think that um as long as she's maybe not in contact with them that she'll probably only hurt herself forever and eventually maybe she will i mean if she's not i don't know she even said there's no pill like there she's quoted saying there's no pill for someone who lies they can't just give me a pill and cure me which in my opinion means that she's just saying i'm broken i can't be fixed i won't stop lying she says making a making telling lies is just a choice She's like, and it's just a habit I've picked up along the way. Just saying she's a pathological liar. Yeah, like those are actual quotes she was saying. And so I'm like, so all you're doing is being like, I'm just broken and no one can fix me. Sorry. I'm a liar. Sorry, it's going to keep happening. You could like make the choice to tell the truth. (laughs) Yeah, I hate her. Yeah. So anyways, that's the story of Hope Yubara. She's the worst. Oh, there's the pictures finally. Yeah. And her haircut is the best. I literally opened one of them and I was like, hate you. Yeah. It's weird talking about, like, whenever I t- usually, like, we talk about in the past, I don't feel as weird, like, being like, well, you're a crazy person, or, you know, whatever we say. Or, yeah. I mean, yes, she is mentally ill, but, like, knowing that she got out so recently, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm just gonna hope she never listens to podcasts, because. <laughs> My face, I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah, because I'm pretty She's sure outside. we might be the only podcast that I could find on Apple Podcasts that covered her, so. Oh, Not. No. Sorry. <laughs> and on that you're note. Well, you're, probably, you're probably happy because you got the attention, so. Yeah, so that concludes this week's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're right, though. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. Sorry, <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I there guess. you go. All right. Yeah, that was good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Crime Wives out. <laughs>